0: Thank you. Galatians chapter 4. We'll be going there in just a moment. <clears throat> We've been talking about enter, uh, This, I believe this is week 4. And we're going there again today. Enter. We're talking about going into the presence of the Lord... And we've been talking about that direct relation that we have uh, between sound and power. And everything powerful has a sound uh, to it. Everything powerful on earth, it has a very distinct sound. And the devil understands the power of worship. He understands the power that when people get together and they start lifting up the name of Jesus, that something is going to happen. And that is why the devil loves a silent church. Amen. The devil loves it when he walks, when he can go into a sanctuary and there's nobody worshiping. There's no sounds being released. He loves it because he understands the principle of sound and power and We fight spiritual battles with our sound, and our lives follow the sounds that we are releasing. as I said last week, your praise really should not match your current situation. Amen. Where you are at right now, that obstacle that is in front of you, your praise should not be like that obstacle. I don't know if I can do it. It's too big for me. It's too low of a valley. It's too high of a mountain. But your praise should really be uh, your praise should really be uh, dictating where you are headed and where you are going. Today, I'm going to start reading in Galatians chapter four and verse 6 <clears throat> and I have several scriptures today and a lot I'm just going to tell you to jot down for the sake of time but Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 through seven and then I'll go to Romans chapter 8 <clears throat> Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 through seven says and and because you are sons and because you are Sons. The word sons here is a word of position. It's not just to signify, oh, just this is my child, but the word here, sons, it is a word of position. And this position that he's talking about is a position of inheritance. He says, You are my son, you are an heir to me. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, you may have heard this term before and wondering what does it mean? Let's let's understand that today. You have the word father here. The word father is a term of honor, is a term of honor. And then you have the word daddy, which is a term of, it's a more intimate term for father. So you can have a father, someone who helped in the development of you. Then you have the daddy, the one who raised you and showed you love love and gave you everything that you needed so God has put the spirit of sonship in our hearts then we turn around to him and we cry out daddy he's not just our father created us But he is even more intimate than that. He is Abba, Father. He is like Daddy God to us. And the Word says that he put his spirit of sonship into our very hearts. And then we turn and we cry out to him, Daddy. Worship is that spirit of sonship inside of us crying out to the Daddy that is in our God. That is what worship is this morning. It's the thing that you were born with on the inside of you that is crying out to the one that made you. And in verse seven here, it says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but now a son. And if a son, then you are an heir of God through Christ. Go with me to Romans chapter eight, verse 15 through 17. And that word says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, there's the word again, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears a witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together." Today, I'm going to be starting this, this, uh, this, this message out this morning, talking about our identity, who we are, and how that should and can affect our worship. As many of you know, and I've seen some of you even talk about it on social media, identity theft is a huge problem in America. It is, I don't understand how they do it, but somehow they can tap into your stuff and get your stuff. And if you have ever been on the receiving end of that, you know how frustrating that is when you wake up and you look on your account and there have been thousands of dollars that have been purchased to your account somewhere in Idaho and you don't understand you've never even been to Idaho but somehow it has happened and we are constantly seeing people on social media even their accounts their profiles have been hacked someone has stolen their pictures and their identity and they are trying to act like these people their account has been duplicated and someone is pretending to be them we constantly see this and if you've like I said if you've ever been on that receiving end of that you know that it can leave you in a hole just for a moment until everything is refunded until every account is deleted and I while identity theft is a huge problem here in our nation the devil has been doing it for years especially in the church can I get an amen Because you talk to people, I know this because I can talk to people uh, even in the church today who have been saved for years, but they really do not know who they are. They do not understand who God created them to be. The word says that Jesus was God's only one begotten son one of the greatest laws of the kingdom and one that you hear me talk about often is is one that we see right here is the law of sowing and reaping how do we see that when his only begotten son what does God do God not only wants his begotten son but now he is wanting sons and daughters all over the world God wants many sons he wants many many daughters so he gives his one and only son and he operates by his own law Jesus and so he sows Jesus Christ into the world Jesus was crucified he was buried he was resurrected and praise God this morning he is alive and he is aw- he is well and he is seated at the right hand of the father and listen if the enemy would have known then what they know now. I don't know if they would have actually killed him because they thought they were killing the son of God. They thought they were ending the issue. But now, because God so his son, because God gave his one and only son, they may have killed the son of God, but now there are millions of sons and daughters that are rising up because God gave his they thought in death they would get rid of him but in death they actually multiplied him they thought they were getting rid of him but through death they actually multiplied him all across the universe and the thing thing, sometimes that thing that you think is trying to kill you could actually be the thing that is going to multiply you the very thing that rises up against you could push some out of you that you don't even know exists yet. They thought they were killing Jesus, but when he came out of the tomb that day, they thought they were killing him, but when he got up out of the grave, and the word says that the spirit blew breath into his lungs, he did not just come out of the ground as the son of God, no, but he came out of the ground with the mighty army. Sons and daughters started being produced. He came out with me and you. He came out with our forefathers of the faith and all of those that will come after us the Bible says that we are adopted that should make you feel special adoption it's a beautiful thing you were chosen you were hand-picked by the Lord the Bible does not say that you have been, the, the Bible does, the, the Bible not only says that you have been adopted by God, but it says that you are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He's not only your Savior but he's the son of God and you are a child of God. Therefore, it's like the word says, Jesus is like your brother. He is, a, he is, you are joint heirs with him. That means that whatever inheritance has been given to Jesus, that same inheritance is also being given to you. Do you get the power of that? So I am a son of the most high God and because I am a son, I am a joint heir with Jesus. Now, whatever is passed down to Jesus, whatever power that he possesses, he is saying that same power can come to you today. So so it is important for us to understand, and it's important for you sometimes to wake up in the morning and look at yourself and say, I am a child of God. There is nothing, nobody can change it. I am a child. Of God, and whatever power He has, He is giving it to us today. If you are a child of God, listen to this you have rights to whatever is in the Father's house. Wow. If you are a child of the most high God, you've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and you are living according to his word. The word of the Lord says that you have rights. You have access to everything that is in the father's house. There is healing in his house. There is provision in his house. There is restoration in his house. There is rest in his house. There is peace in his house. And guess what? You have direct access to all of that this morning. That should make somebody praise the Lord today. Let's just look at the story of the prodigal son. This is a story in the Bible that you may have heard about the prodigal son. This father had two sons, and it appears that he was probably a wealthy man. The prodigal son goes to the father, and he is asking for his inheritance. In other words, he wanted his stuff before he was really developed. Hmm. Be careful when you get stuff before your character is ready for it. Be careful before you get an inheritance before you are ready to receive it. The son came to the father prematurely. He wanted it early. The Bible says that he went out and spent all of his inheritance on foolish things. Once his inheritance was gone, the Bible says that he began to literally live and eat with the pigs. His life was so far gone, he was literally eating and living with the pigs. Guess what? Whatever the pigs eat, we used to call that slop. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Somebody just said slop. Nasty. Whatever the pigs eat should make you sick. If you're eating the slop of the world, it should make you sick. You know you're out of God's will whenever you are eating with the pigs of life and you're not bothered by it. You know you're out of the will of the Lord whenever you are eating with the pigs of life and what you are eating is not even making you sick. There should be places you go to there should be people you hang with there should be things and environments that as soon as you walk into and walk into they upset your stomach there should be words that you hear that upset your spirit there should be places you cannot even go into without it interfering with your spirit there there should be places and these things that, that just do not sit well with you and if you're walking with god in the appropriate way there should be things that you just cannot digest. There should be fads that you cannot get on the board with. There should be political agendas that you just simply cannot vote for. Why? Because you are not eating the slop of the world. When he's eating the slop the word says he finally comes to the realization that he has come far from his father's house. I'm sitting here eating with the pigs and it's not even making me sick. He realizes that he has strayed away. He all of a sudden begins to remember his identity. All of a sudden he begins to remember I have a father. And while he's eating that, the word says that he says I will arise and go back to my father's house. The Bible says he came to himself and realized I was not created for the slop. He goes back to his father and says, I'm I, I'm I'm not worthy to be a son. Can I will, will you at least treat me like a servant? Will you at least be, will you at least allow me to be a servant unto you? The father gives, the father invites him in with open uh, open arms. He gives him a ring on his finger. He brings him new sandals. He brings him a new robe and a new coat. This should really encourage the world today. This should encourage some people in the church today that guess what? He was not only a son at birth. He was not only a son when he was with the pig, but he was also a son whenever he returned. His father never forgot that he had a son out there somewhere. But whenever you get in the slop of life, you must come to yourself and come to the realization and you must arise and get back to your father's house. Can I get an amen? Amen. And today, if you find that you are distant from God, guess what? He is like this man and he is waiting there with open arms. He wants to put a ring of covenant on your finger. He wants to change your garments if you would just come back to him. And all of a sudden the father starts to throw a party. He said, go get the fatted calf. Go get the best meat. Let's throw a shindig. My son is coming back to me. But all of a sudden daddy could not even enjoy the party. Why? Because there's always that one brother. It's always the older brother. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Why can't everybody be the youngest child? The older brother, but daddy, I don't get it. Why? Why are you ruining the best lamb? Why are you? Why, why? Why? Why are we doing this to the best calf? Why are we throwing a party? Why did you give him that ring? I don't understand. The older son, all of a sudden, he goes through everything that he's done. All of these years, I have served you, Father. He reminded his father, "I served here. I did this for you. I cleaned this for you. All of these things, I've been by your side. I did not leave you." I did not leave the camp no I've been here I was the perfect son and now you've never had a party for me and the father replies son do you not understand do you not understand this you don't have to ask me for a party because everything I have is already yours You've had access to this all your life. You are my son. And everything I have is for you. It's not my fault that you've lived here for all of these years and never took advantage of everything that I have here in the camp. You don't have access because of what you did or what you didn't do. You have access because you are mine. There are people here today that need to understand this concept. You've created your identity in everything that you have done or have not done. I'm a college honor graduate, I've got degrees. I do this, I've climbed this ladder, I've got this car, I've got this house, I've got this, I've got this. And you have created your identity on what you have done. It's not about what you have done. You have access to everything that God has because you are simply a child of the Most High God. You have been adopted into the family of God and you have a sonship. You have a position in the kingdom of God. Look at somebody this morning and say, I am a child of God. Come on. Tell somebody else. I am a child of God. Write down with me quickly Matthew 4. You don't have to turn to Matthew 4. When you understand who you are, You realize what you have access to. When you have that understanding of I am a child of God, it shifts the way that you think. It shifts the way that you pray. Someone who understands I am a child of God and someone who has no recollection that you are a child of God If you listen to them pray, their prayers sound a lot differently. Because when you know that you are a child of God, a lot of the time that you spend in prayer with God, all of a sudden starts sounding like declarations instead of begging. Because you know who you're talking to. Whenever you come in here on a Saturday during corporate worship, and we're praying and I am praying with the microphone, a lot of the times I'm not saying, God, we need help. Help me, Lord. God, I don't know how we're going to do this. No, if you hear, I am declaring, no weapon formed against this church shall prosper because I know who you are. Lord, you are Jehovah Jireh. I know you're going to provide because I know who you are. And whenever you know who you who you are and who you were created, it shifts the way you it shifts the way you worship and you enter into the presence of the Lord. It shifts the way you come into His presence. The Word of the Lord says, "Come boldly before the throne room," and you come boldly when you understand I have access behind the veil. I have access to His presence. I have access that everything Abba Father has in heaven. Matthew 4 says, then Jesus was led up. We're talking about identity. Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread, if you are but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God then the devil took him up to the holy city and he set him upon the pinnacle of the temple and said to him if you are the son of God throw yourself down for it is written he he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone and Jesus said to him it is written again you shall not tempt the Lord your God and again the devil took him up Uh, uh, up um, even an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to them all of these things i will give you if you will just fall down and start to worship me then jesus said to him away with you satan for it is written you shall worship the lord your god and him only you shall serve then the devil left him and behold angels came and ministered to him If you are, how does identity tie into worship? Give me a few minutes and we'll tie this together. At this time of scripture, Jesus is about 30 years old at this time. And Jesus and the devil right here, they are going at it. This is a picture of spiritual warfare, literally. Jesus has been on the earth for about 30 years now, and all of a sudden, we see warfare happening in Scripture. We've really not seen warfare for 30 years in, written down. We've really not seen this battling of warfare since, since, since the birth of Jesus. Jesus. And now for about 30 years, we have not seen warfare really recorded in Scripture. We've not seen it printed in the pages. But all of a sudden, bam, we have an intense warfare. Get this. Just before this verse, Jesus is being baptized And when he's being baptized, what happens? A sound, a voice from heaven speaks out. It is the Lord. And he says, this is my son whom I am well pleased. All of a sudden, Jesus's identity is released on earth. And for the past 30 years, There have been no type of spiritual warfare, but as soon as Jesus' Jesus' identity was released, warfare came. For 30 years, this has been Mary's boy. Mary, did you know? For 30 years, he's been Mary's. son. For 30 years, this has been the carpenter's boy. But now God says, this is my son. And as soon as his identity was revealed, warfare came immediately upon him. And as soon as his identity was released, a sound came. The devil comes and says, if you are, I know what God just told you, but if you really are, he's messing with his identity. He's trying to forget him to forget what and who he is and and accept everything that the devil has put in front of him so many times we think that the devil is trying to destroy and come against what we are doing but really he's just trying to get you to question who you really are how many times have you said i'm not even worth it i can't do that i can't pray through do you know what i did last year i can't pray through can't beat this i can't do this i don't even know who i am psalm 149 verse 5 jot this down it says listen he is talking here and he says david says let the saints be joyful in glory let them sing aloud on their beds let let, let the high praises of god be inside of their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand listen this is why i've spent most of the day talking about your identity he said let those who worship worship because in verse 7 he says your worship will begin to execute vengeance on the nations When you know who you are and you start to worship, he says your worship will start to cause vengeance against your enemy. You won't even have to touch them, but he says your worship will put punishment on the people, verse eight, to bind their kings with chains. Your power, when you know who you are, your worship will start to bind people with chains that are trying to come against you and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all of, his saints when you know who you are you are a child of God your worship has the power to fight for you but you've got to know who you are I had to tell you who you are so you will know that these are the honors that you have When you praise God, there is a jubilation. There is joy that fills this place. Joy will fill this room this morning, and it'll fill it again in a a few minutes when we start to worship. There is joy in the presence of the Lord. And God comes in and begins to habit the praises. He begins to dwell here. He turns this room into a sanctuary. But while we are experiencing the joy of the Lord... In heaven, there are things that are going on. The Word says judgment is being released on your enemy as you start to worship. Why? Because you are a child of God. God and whenever you worship the ambush that your enemies put on you if you remember last week all of a sudden is turned on them why because God knows the cries of his sons and his daughters and whenever his sons and his daughters begin to worship he releases something in the heavens the next chapter is famous Psalm 150 it says praise the Lord praise God in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty firmament praise him for his mighty acts praise him according to his excellent greatness praise him with the sound of the trumpet praise him with the lute and the harp praise him on the timbre and the dance praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. praise him with loud cymbals praise him with the clashing cymbals let everything that have breath praise the Lord who is he talking to we quote it all the time. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Who is he talking to? The Word said he was talking to his very sons and his daughters. If you would just praise the Lord with me, I will turn things into heaven for you. But you've got to know that you are my son. You've got to know that you are my daughter. And everything that I have, you have access to. And sometimes the very thing that the enemy is doing to make you want to stop praise, everything that the enemy is doing, all of a sudden, everything that he is doing, if you would just let out some praise, if everything that has breath would praise him and you would just start to praise, God will honor his children. He will honor the saints. He will honor the sons and the daughters. And the worst is he will turn ambushes on your enemies when you know who you are. Stand up with me this morning. Will you just close your eyes and raise up your hands with me today? You are a child of the Most High God. You are a child of the Most High God today. Come on, raise up your hands and say, I am a child of God. Come on, open up your mouth and say, I am a child of God. Everything that he has, you have access to right now.
1: There's a, There's a place for me. You
0: are a child of God I'm this a morning.
1: Child of
0: God. It changes yes, the way I you come I into His presence. There. Come on, somebody needs to come boldly this morning.
1: The sun sets free. Yes. Oh, is free indeed? I'm a child.
0: say I am a child of God say it out loud I am a child of God say it again I am a child of God say it again I am a child of God say "Devil, devil there is nothing you can do to destroy this relationship that I have with Abba Father there is nothing that the devil do today why if you've been washed in the blood you have access to the heavens today healing is yours peace is yours today restoration is yours today sometimes all you
1: got to do is just worship come on worship with us this morning
0: No, you're not. You are made whole this morning. But I'm divorced. The Lord can restore you today. No, I'm, I'm a drug addict. No, I declare you are clean through Christ Jesus right now. You don't know what I did. I don't need to know. But confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior today and receive Him this morning. Mal eyes are closed. I want to give you an opportunity that you say, you know what? I need Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want access to Him like never before. I want to be adopted into the family. I want to be an heir of Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, you may have been saved 10 years ago. You may have been saved 10 10 days ago, but you have stepped away and you need to be like the prodigal son and daughter this morning. You need to come back. If that's you this morning i want you to raise up your hand say i need jesus christ today as my savior i see that hand i see that hand today if your hand yes i see you today praise god can we just give god a hand clap of praise of people who finding jesus today if you rose if you raise your hand with me i want you to repeat after me say heavenly father right now I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I'm not perfect, Lord. But today, I call you Abba, Father. I call you Daddy. Because I know in heaven, your hands are outstretched to me. And today I confess my sins to you. I'm not perfect. But today, I make a declaration that you are the Lord of my life. And I will not go back. I will not turn around. But today, I have been adopted. Today, I'm receiving an inheritance. I am an heir to you today, oh God. And today, I understand. That if I just call on your name, the word says you hear me. So today I cry out, Abba, Father. And today I lift my hands in worship. And whenever I begin to worship, I know you start fighting for me today. Declare it, I am saved. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I've been adopted. My life has been changed. I am Who you say that I am. Say I am who you say I am. Can somebody put your hands together today and
1: celebrate the souls that?
0: put our hands together this morning and thank the Lord let me tell you something before we go if you can ever grasp that you are a child of the most high God it will change your life it will change the way you think it will change the way you see obstacles in front of you it will change the way you worship the Lord when you realize that he is Abba Father. And whenever you start worshiping, you step into an inheritance of everything and the fullness of everything that he has for you. Lord, I pray today that as we leave all throughout this week, Lord, bind us together with strong cords of love that cannot be broken. I pray all throughout this week, God, Lord, that you remind us of who we are. Lord, when when storms start raging up against us, oh God, remind us that we are your child. And no weapon that's formed against your children will be able to prosper this week. Remind us, oh Lord, when we wake up in the morning, And we are questioning who we are. We are doubting our calling. We are doubting if we're even worthy enough. Remind us, I am a child of God. And whenever you remind us of those things, God, I pray we enter into your presence like never before. And we take hold of everything that you have for us. I give you honor, I give you praise in your name. Amen and amen. Come on, can we put our hands together one more time and thank the Lord.